This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the award-winning to Hollenbeck podcast sponsored by Old Logical Bar and Kingfisher. I'm your host Nathaniel Witto and uh, I've got a few uh, shakes of a head from my guest. Can no, you no, not hear fine. me? No, we can. I'm just going to take you up on the award-winning thing in a minute because you're rubbing it in now. Carry on. Yeah. Oh, well, I suppose so. I suppose <laughs> so. But always got to mention it. Um, We're not award-winning guests. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I've got tonight on Justin and Pete from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, the finalists. Football Content Awards oh. finalists. That's very good. Biting us up now. Got you. Okay. Yeah, Throwing us yeah. a bone. Well done. I like that. So we were just discussing before the episode started about how it was a complete fixing at, at the thing uh, this year where we met and we did, none of us won. So it was a shame, but just nice to be there, as you said. Therefore, we've we've declared it a complete fix. I think I think yeah, I think that's we're, we're very unbiased in that in that regard. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. We were definitely fourth and fifth uh, voted oh, yeah. in the best. Yeah. Must yeah, have been plastic and wood awards. I think they were. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we, we had it down as joint fourth, so that's fine. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so generally, just tell me a little bit about what it's like to be a Watford fan at the moment. Is that a good or a bad experience? Or a bit neutral? Uh, it's better than it has been for the past two seasons, I would say. Um, but only recently, I think uh, the last seven or eight games have seen an improvement in certainly in scores and in in points. Uh, Leicester game notwithstanding, I think it's been more enjoyable to watch. I think there's a better spirit 
um, around the team. Um, so football-wise, I think it's improved. Um, I think uh, inside the ground, stewarding-wise and stuff, it's got worse, but that's not really uh, a discussion for us this evening. But yeah, no, I think it's a lot better than past two season what do you think Peter yeah well we've still got the manager that we started the season with I mean mm-hmm. it's a small ambition to have but you know having a, having a manager that that sees more than one season and normally by one season I mean autumn uh, you know all the way with the club that's 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 nice he, he's coming he's done all right we are we're playing yeah I think more exciting football the games are more interesting mm-hmm. the last two years has been just torturous um, you know, and I think I think every club has a period where you go and you just suspect that the players really just don't give a damn, and uh, and that's been the last two to four years on and off. We've now we've now kind of stripped back some of that kind of nasty deadwood, bad kind of culture in the dressing room. It's not perfect by any means. The uh, the the transfer window wasn't great. We might touch on that, I'm sure. Um, but at least they they give a monkeys. And uh, uh, as on uh, on Tuesday night, we had a you know two nil down and a a, a three two win to come back, which which was which was great. You know, uh, yeah, people pointed out the fact that yes, you were two nil down though. You, you can't ever come back unless you kind of cock it up in the first place. So it, that that's good. That, that's good. Um, the the football improved after not the last international break, but the one before where we went six games uh, unbeaten, three draws, three wins. Prior to that, the football was, we, we, we were just playing kind of suicide ball a lot, really. But in terms of in terms of how the supporters are, I think uh, it, other than the fact it was incredibly cold the other night, so the, the crowd was pretty pitiful. I think most people are going, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Hmm. So Ishmael got a new contract, was it a month or two ago? Has he earned that? With the new, uh, is it still Ishmael? Is it? Or was he even yes, sacked? Yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. Valerian Ishmael, um, number number about number number twenty, I think it is, um, of the the Pozzo era of eleven years at the time. Um, we were in twenty first, and most managers get the sack if they're not in first or in the division above by the time they've got to ten games. Um, mm. He was given a, a new contract, but he has come in. The wages have been stripped down. You know, if you look at the salaries that people were on, obviously the season before when we were in the Premiership and last season as well, it's really it's really stripped back. He's, he's operating on a far lesser canvas, I would suggest, than, than, than previous uh, uh, managers had. And the, the owners are based at the, the training ground. They see what goes on. They know he's trying to turn around a fairly toxic culture. I don't think that's a done deal yet. That's still got to be sorted. But they, they like the cut of his jib and they kind of decided to extend it. He was brought in on a relatively short-term contract, which you can kind of understand from Watford uh, Watford's point of view, bearing in mind they normally recruit them on the Saturday and sack them by the Friday. So, mm. no, we're quite, we're quite happy to have somebody who seems pretty happy to be there. Um, wanting to do a job and getting a tune out of some of the players as a combination because we've not been more than the sum of our parts for so long. Mm. So it's nice to see, a, you know, a little bit of identity. Mm. I do is think, though, just... that, that to go back to your question, Nathaniel, is, mm. is has he earned it? At the time when he was offered it, I would have said, no, why on earth are you giving this man an improved contract? He's not really done very much so far, but what it has done subsequently is bear out the fact that, okay, look, it is, it is looking a bit more solid. It is looking a bit mm. more how it should look. So I think then, then perhaps at this stage, I would say yes, but at the end of the season, there's any time really that we can say, yeah, that was a good idea, I guess. But at the time it was like, because when the thing came out, it was the usual kind of club announcement. You think, ah, 
here we go again. Yeah, I we're thought that. Live in an hour. We're going to be going live in an hour. And then, oh, oh, it's an improved contract. Okay. So, yeah, to answer your question, yes-ish, but not at the time. Is it just important? It's been moved from a temp contract to a to a one year with an option sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. it's. I don't think it's the great big hill of beans. I think it was the club go turn around saying, "Look, we've turned a corner. We are operating differently." And fair play to them, you know, it, mm. that's fine. Yeah, I mean, after twenty and eleven years, did you say it's important that whoever the manager is, they just someone gets at least a year just to build some stability back because that can work for a certain amount of time going up and down the leagues, but it's not sustainable, is it? Well, genuinely, the, pro- the problem with us has been, and we operate a, a post-match phone-in, and you become, you know, the fans start to become part of the culture of the club, and it's it, it, it's only understandable. So that you'd, you'd be in 10 games, he's not doing well, and you'd, we'd start talking about whether or not he was going to get the sack, and more often mm-hmm. than not, we'd be pretty much on the money. So it's it's been nice to get to a point where actually we're talking about what he's doing tactically and what he might want to change and what he might want to do. So, you know, yes, it became a, a, almost a... a a joke within ourselves but it also became a kind of look we all need to reset our expectations here um and and realize that so yeah it's uh he's there everybody is hoping he will you know do well he's had some good moments we've had some bloody awful games as well but you know hey this is the championship welcome to the division you know it's going to happen to you occasionally but um there, there seems to be a bit more uh, uh, patience for him uh, there, there'll always be some who will say you know sack the manager literally as you've signed him because you know every village has one you know we're no different so you know kind of but, but no everybody wants to give him some time and see how it turns out he's playing a slightly different style to to what he was best known at as Bar- at Barnsley and West Brom where he was very much kind of you know hit it long use somebody like Daryl DK to kind of run in behind and then win the second ball further up. He just doesn't have that those kind of weapons in the artillery at Watford. So we we've played a little bit more football, and I think that's taken a bit of time to to come to a a, a pattern and to really get that across. But you know, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there slowly. Mm-hmm. Justin, is that the same for you? Yeah, I think. Well, I'm I'm not actually that aware of what he's done elsewhere because I I didn't you know when he sort of turned up I was like. Valerian, who? So I'm, I'm not very aware of other teams. I'm very Watford centric, if you like. So it's the same for me. I don't try and keep track of who's managing who in the championship because it just changes so often. Well, I can't even keep track of who's managing Watford in the championship. Mm. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I, I don't tend to pay an awful lot of attention to. I mean, obviously, when he turned up, I had to look up who he was and go, oh yeah, I know the guy. Of course, I know the guy. Um, but I mean, yeah. I'm, to give people an idea, when when we sacked Rob Edwards, now successful manager at Luton, you know our our, uh, our rivals who took them up in the same season that we sacked him. Oh grief! When we sacked him, we 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 spun up a, a Twitter Spaces, a, a phone in, and in the time that we were on the phone in, we had appointed Slavin Bilic his his you know his successor. But you know we we don't we were only on for about an hour, but they'd already done it. It moves so fast; it's very difficult to keep track of. But he was he was good at at, at Barnsley, but we haven't had the direct style. And at one period we were playing a bit of suicide ball. Now I think we we've, we've kind of hopefully got the balance a little bit better, notwithstanding the worst twenty minutes you've ever seen on Tuesday uh, Tuesday night at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, how's this season going? Because last season you finished 11th, this time 13th. So 
what's different to last season? Do you think we could do better or worse? Two positions in the table at the moment, I'd say. Yeah, that's good analysis. Factual. Very literal response. This is this is why I'm here. Um, well, what is the difference? I mean, we st- we started off extremely strong. We were falling up at half time against QPR in the first game of the season. Mm. Ah, oh, we're going to walk this. We're going to piss this league. We're going to go, you know. And then reality bit very, very quickly after that because we sort of drew with Plymouth, and then we, you know, lost games and drew games, and we all thought, oh god, here we go. And we were teetering above the sort of the relegation zone for for a while. Um, so you know, who knows? I don't know. I think I think we would I settle for eleventh again this season? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think the eleventh that we had last season was oh, well, we could still make the playoffs if this happens, they lose, we win that game 7-0. Do you know what I mean? All that sort of combination. It was very tight last year, more than usual. I yeah. Think. It, the it, points yeah. total for sixth was quite low. Yeah, it absolutely was. And we were sort of in and out of it a little bit. And I think in our hearts, even by March, we were going, well, don't include us in this because we're never going to get anywhere near it. And then you know you go to you go to Luton and lose two 0 and then you all these other sort of things. And we think, oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. So the the eleventh this year, if if we've sort of come up from the other way, if you like, might feel a bit sweeter. Um, but I, 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 if you ask me now, I would say I would think we will be finishing above eleventh. Um, the way that I see us playing and the sort of character that we've got in the team at the moment, that that game on Tuesday when we're 2-0 down and we go on to win it 3-2, you know, I can't, you know, the last 3-2 comeback like that that I can remember is the semi-final against Wolves in 2019 <laughs> at Wembley. Um, similar sort of feeling that, well, I think I might go home in a minute and then you go, oh, hang on a minute, no, wait a minute, we might actually get something out of this game. So a long answer to your question is I think we might do better than last season if things stay as they are. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear the club's moving in the right direction after so long, sort of, that, I mean, some success, but it's not really a good way to run the club, I, I think. It, it, yeah, that, 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 that quandary between the want of success and wanting to have a club that you can kind of really relate to and associate with and feel happy about is where, you know, those, those two tensions have been where Watford fans have been debating over the Pozzos who, who own us because yes, they have been through, you know, at least two managers a season forever. It feels like, um, and that that's an issue, and you you want that done. And it, there, there's all there's been all sorts of uh, of stuff. Hope hopefully that might bed down in some way, shape, or form, or somebody might come and buy the club. Who knows? If you know any any good Turkish owners, we're very jealous of yours. We want that and all the Turkish holidays that seem to come with it. That sounds very good. Um, mm. But but where we've kind of differed from from this uh, list to last season. Last season we had people such as Keenan Davis, we had Hamza Chowdhury, we had Ismail Assar, we had Yao Pedro, we had an embarrassment of riches on the pitch, seemingly, but actually they were just an embarrassment on the pitch half the time because mm-hmm. we were never more than the sum of our parts. We went through Rob Edwards, Slavin Bilic, and Chris Wilder, all with varying degrees of, you know, kind of expertise on their on their coaching CV, young and old, but nobody could get a tune out of these guys. And in fair, so so what has changed and why we're looking at it from the from the other side of the telescope you know in 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 this respect is the fact that we've we've got shot of all of those those players either on loan or otherwise and others and we are you know we've really stripped back to a I would suggest kind of lower mid-table championship budget that's Mm. that's really where we are and 
we expected him to come in, um, uh, Valerian Ishmael, and do what he's done at every team he's been at, because I do look at these things. He, he used to play a 3-4-3, three, three, play a, a flat-back three, and we thought he was going to do that. He hasn't. We play a 4-3-3. Three, three. So what you'll see us line up with is, is a, is a flat-back four. You'll see Jamal Lewis probably on the left. You'll see um, a, a lad called Ryan Andrews, um, who's come into the, the, the team last season, but also mainly this season he's, he's really done well and he's earned himself a, a longer term contract you'll probably see ryan porteous and wesley hoot uh at the back who've kind of started who were good on tuesday but porteous has been um in and out of the side depending on whether or not our chilean center back um sierra alta is available in front of them you'll see jake livermore who has been um if you look at our season until the previous international break kind of block of six games hmm. he, Played pretty much one game, which was away at Stoke, and he just, you know, he looked like he was basically running through tar, bless him. And we were like, oh, no, he's gone. He's really gone. He then came in after that international break and had six games where he has been, he's been very good, very good. I wouldn't say he was exceptional. Tuesday, oh my God. God, where has he been? He really has got himself fit, and his his performance on on Tuesday was wonderful. There was a moment that only Championship fans can possibly appreciate, where Ashley Barnes ran in and tried to jump into him with his knee, and he simply bounced off. It was a moment mm. of joy. We all enjoyed it as Ashley Barnes crumpled to the floor. Um, he okay. he's done well. We then play two number eights, if you will. They're inverted, so he plays left on the right and right on the left, and we do the same thing with the outside wingers, left on the right, mm. right. So our our frustration has been that up until, again, coinciding with that international break, we would be always playing inverted wingers, inverted number eights. And anybody crossing into the ball, it would always be an in-swinging, you know, kind of being a big advantage for for the goalkeeper. Hmm. Since that international break, we've had Ken Semmer on the left, which again, championship fans will know of and he kind of barrels on the left and he goes on the outside so whereas before we've kind of concertinaed into kind of or, or rather funneled into into destroying our own space he goes down wide pulls people about and we've got a lad up front who called Mileta Rajevic he's a he's a Dane who was playing in in Sweden and he does absolutely nothing outside of this outside of the 18 yard box and I mean nothing um <laughs> He, he he tries some hold up play and he does it and it it's like watching a twelve year old do it for the first time playing with their back to goal. It's that simplistic. Um, but put him, you know, uh, going forward because he's six foot three and he will get his head or a toe or any part of his anatomy onto the ball before the centre back can to finish it off. And he's very very good at it. And why he's got a kind of a, 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 I think it's a goal every hundred and seventeen minutes. That's that's the stat. Um, the other day against Rotherham, he scored two goals and he passed three times. <laughs> it's not even a hold-up player or a target man. He's just a goal scorer. Yeah, he's got he's got to learn that whole part of his game. Clearly, what, wherever he was playing in in Sweden, um, yeah. he, he'd moved to the team in the um, in the Allsvenskan in the, in, the, in the top division literally for about eight months, and he'd scored about twelve goals. Uh, in 20 appearances and he hadn't scored any since about March and then we went and got him and of course they play all the way through so he clearly he clearly hit a, a hit a cliff so to speak and people have worked him out um, in terms of what to do and how to play it because you know teams will do that over a season mm-hmm. and now he's having to learn that part of the game and you could see yeah. him trying to do it on 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 Tuesday so we will see how we go but we've got some we've still got some talent people like Yasser Espria who scored the last uh, you know the, the the final goal of the of the comeback on Tuesday is a 
wonderfully exciting Colombian player. He's, I call him a Poundland Foden, you know, like <laughs> Phil Foden. He plays in the same sort of uh, off the right, has a lot of the same kind of uh, characteristics. But I, you know, I did use the word Poundland for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but but he's very very good. We've got a lad called Mateus Martins who can do the same thing on the other side, who's Brazilian, very exciting. But again, he cuts in, and at the moment, Semmer's taking his place. Um, the thing that's been kind of contentious has been who's going to fill those number eight roles. And of all strange things, a guy called Edo Kayembe, who couldn't buy a favourable word from a Watford fan last season or or the season before, has made one of those positions his own. And we've got a guy called Imran Loser, who's a, a French Moroccan. It's not and a fortunate name in sport, is it really? It's, it's not. Well, we've also had Isaac Success. Neither <laughs> has bought Success. Both have bought the other. Yeah, you get it. Um, it but there's a guy called um, Ishmael Kone who scored a rocket of a goal uh, to, to basically kind of almost start the comeback on on Tuesday, who's a Canadian lad who's only been playing professional football now for basically about 18 months. And he's starting to kind of grow. And what we're seeing in our team is in that midfield, it's about getting that blend and we need the work rate of a Kone. We don't need the playing style and casual air of Imran Loser. Um, unfortunately, he's a, he's a, great player but he's he's the one remaining player who just looks like he kind of thinks he should be at a better team than Watford and you know as with all clubs you're at the team you're at the club you are the only way you get to a better move is by digging in playing well and working hard for the club you're doing so there you go Mm -hmm. that was a great sort of summary of sort of Watford's tactics there I don't think we've had tactical analysis as in-depth as that before on the show Justin and I are are the other side of the coin he'll say two points and then i'll ramble on for four hours i do apologize <laughs> yeah well i was going to talk about uh Ryevic, but talking about sort of transfers because i was going to ask if he was the best signing he made this summer um we'll just halt this preview for just a second uh david's asked about the Jaden for the gene sort of first refusal deal with aston villa i don't really know if anyone actually understands whether or not villa can sign him if we get promoted, they can sign him for 15 million, but we can also sell him to someone else. So I don't really see what the point is. But to answer your question, David, I don't really have any idea. But, um, well, just to ask you, is Ryovic the best signing you made in the summer or is it someone else? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, after Probably. Tuesday, I'd say you're going to go very far to find a better signing than Jake Livermore. Mm. Um because because those six games in the last international window or whatever I want to call it, um, it w- were a lot about him and also a lot about Ken Semmer coming back on the left uh, and, and people coming in. I would say he was that. Ryevich is, he, he's getting those goals, but it's just, again, in the phone-ins, it's just ridiculous. You come on and go, does he do anything other than score goals? And the answer is no. And But they're not, they're not spectacular goals. They're all inside the six-yard box. It's just, it's just kind of works for Harland, I guess. Oh yeah, no. You've already said Foden. You can have Harland. People have called him the Hertfordshire Harland, you know. But you know, you know, I imagine if I was Harland, I'd be suing. But he he may well grow into it. He's got a, you know, anybody stepping up the divisions, they're always going to go through a period of adjustment. Um, He seems to be a very nice young guy. He seems very happy to be here and determined to go and play on at the next stage. And he's got to kind of develop. So. Hopefully, we'll be able to answer that. Uh, seven goals in the in the number of minutes that he's had is no is no small thing. It's great. It, if he could add in just that little bit of contribution, because mm-hmm. 
when we were playing Leicester um, in the first half up there, you know, you need somebody to be able to hold the ball, take the weight off, and it just wasn't happening. He just cannot get into the game at all. And um, we've got we've got another forward um, who is uh, who who will work hard, who will try and hold things up, but in front he is he is to goal scoring what I am to dieting. So you know, it's kind of uh, yeah. What can you do? I was going to say he's an improvement on Bio. Um, I think if we have had Bio as our only forward option. Uh, we wouldn't have had off. Well, those goals wouldn't he wouldn't have scored them, would he? Bio, I wouldn't have thought. Bio's the kind of goal. I mean, against uh, I think it was against Middlesbrough. He went round the keeper and then hit it into the Middlesbrough fans, who were nowhere even close to the goal. The following game was away at Cardiff. He did exactly the same thing in the first half, and then in the second half, he did exactly the same thing again. But all of these things were hunting down the you know the the, the goalkeeper. These were hard working, self created chances that he then blurted into Rosette. Mm-hmm. Finally, he scored one again. Against Middlesbrough, uh, sorry, against uh, Cardiff in the second half, not not convincingly, but it went in the net. So there's a lot of people who actually like him a little bit more than they have done, and kind of feel a little bit sorry for him because one will work hard and try and get in there, and the other one is just basically I'm just waiting for you to put it on mm. a plate and then I'll stick it in. So because yeah. you um, need players, players that you can rely on, yeah. Sorry. When you're not playing well, because Ryovic, it seems that if you're playing well, creating chances, he's a good player. But if you're at Leicester. He's not going to get you into the game, is he? Yeah. He he also dictates how we have to play. So Ken Semmer has to play down the wide left because, it, it, as the the aforementioned, if you're playing in swinging crosses that are at, you know kind of an advantage and they're coming onto the goalkeeper, he's got no hope. His uh, certainly his last three goals have all come from out swingers, um, you know, fr- from the left. So you've got to play in a certain way. And if you're going to play Semmer, it kind of dictates who you're going to play in midfield as to who's going to be able to feed him. And therefore, Kone's quite nicely um, kind of playing out to, to, to Semmer, that kind of regular pattern of play that you, you, you can see. But if you're up against it and, and everybody's pushed back and you're not providing those crosses, he's a passenger. That's the, that's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, we've mentioned one of the uh, three players that's played for both clubs. Um, I want to ask, has Tom Ince, because I know he had a bit of a resurgence under his father at Reading, but has Tom Ince been equally disappointing for you as he was for us? Because he was very disappointing for us all those years ago when allegedly he rejected Inter Milan. I, I mean, I, the way he played for us, that can't have been true. Before Peter goes into his rant about his father... Uh, because Peter doesn't really like Paul Ince very much. Um, you can imagine our disappointment when we sell Pedro for mm. 30 million, Peter. Uh, well, we certainly bought in quite a few. Quid. And Saar as well. Yeah. Uh, 50 million combined, and then we, we signed Tom Ince for 50,000. It's like when we sold Bowen and Grzycki and we signed Martin Samuelson and James Scott and whatever his name was, Madison, and they're all garbage. Yeah, but he's, I wouldn't say he was, he's not gar- I don't think he's been garbage for us, mm-hmm. but I mean, 50 grand. It, it, when when you see that, oh, we've got a nice new signing, you go, we've signed Paul Ince for 50,000. You go, have you? Um, so, I mean, he's been he's been a 50 grand player, I would say. Yeah, that might be a little bit disingenuous. He's probably been a bit better than that. He's contributed a couple of goals, a couple of assists. Uh, he looks as though he knows what he's doing, which is fine. Um uh, is he? I mean, you know, is he ever going to go down as a Watford legend? No, but is he doing a job? Give yes. it time. You never know. How old is he now? I'm not quite sure how old he is. Thirty-one. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. So he's still at the peak of his career. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, he's, he's just he's just one of those players that we signed that will be sort of you know remembered as a Watford player, but probably not in a you know elevated status. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Too much, Peter. Well, I, th- I think out of the hundreds and hundreds and possibly even thousands of, of Watford players, many people will will not fill into that upper echelons. Um, signing somebody at thirty one is going to be very difficult for them to do so. But no, I've been. I think he's he's been okay. We I mentioned Yasser Espria, who seems to have the shirt on away games, and Tom Ince seems to have it. Uh, sorry, it's on on home games, and and Tom Ince has been featuring in away games. Um, and I don't think you can really kind of. Um, question him for away at Leicester, for example, because nobody was getting the ball into anyone. Uh, we did have an opportunity. Uh, Maleta Rajevic did have an opportunity, but it fell to him on his right foot, and he does have proverbially two left feet, um, uh, at, which could have been an assist. So he's had some assists. He's scored some goals. I think we signed him because if you looked at you know Yao Pedro, he scored um, you know kind of ten goals for us, and he got five assists you know last season. And you look at what you mentioned the kind of uh, uh, the renaissance that he had under Paul Ince in three quarters of last season because they dropped him after Paul Ince had gone, Kelsa Breeze. Um, he got nine goals and five assists. So, you know, for 50 grand, you're if you're replacing, and sometimes you do just have to look at it on the basis of assists and goals, where where's it going to come from? He's he's had a couple of really blinding moments. He's he, I don't think at any point he's really let himself down. The problems have come when we've had games such as Leeds away and Leicester away, where the whole team simply hasn't turned up and we've had the wrong balance in midfield and they've gone at it with the wrong attitude. You know, this was prior to that international break thing that I was talking about. Um, and at that point, it's very hard for an inverted winger to really kind of come into the game or do anything particularly startling. Oh, no, I think for 50,000, we've had very, very good value out of him at mm-hmm. the moment. The, the, the difficulty is, is as with Semmer and Martins on the left, it's him and it's Aspria it, it basically in competition for each other on, on the right. So he doesn't have a free reign. He doesn't get to play every time. We seem to be uh, kind of rotating an awful lot and trying to find some consistency. And at the moment, um, you know, uh, you, you'll, you'll get a spark from, from Aspria um, and he is kind of uh, the the order of the day. It, next time, it, it could it could swap around. I'm quite pleased with him. Unlike his father, who as a player was magnificent, but as a manager is like, oh my good lord! I watched us yeah, play and beat Reading two nil, and I came back and started off the because I was I was just depressed at watching the football because it was like somebody had had inverted the the ground or t- changed a ground round like 90 degrees people were just going it was it was who who can kind of stay the closest to the halfway line it was just it was just basically kind of football as euthanasia writ large and so i couldn't couldn't stand his old man as a manager so there you go yeah but he's done, right. he's done all right yeah well there'll be two 50 grand players at the match then because regan slater's just come back from injury he won't be starting because he's he's not fit enough but 50 grand sounds like a pretty good deal for players nowadays, especially with some of their things. And well, the other one, we talked about him a little bit when he scored the winning goal. Uh, I mean, he hadn't done by that point, but he scored the winning goal in the last time he played. Uh, Ozan Tufan hasn't really kicked on from a good start of the season. Um, I know, you know, Pete, you're probably going to want another little rant about him, but um, uh, he scored four goals in his first two home matches of the season. Then he had an injury. He's not really got back into the team. And I think Twine scored against Rotherham and, uh, you know, Philogene and Delapa in such good form. He probably won't be playing, but just 
talk about Ozan Tufan if you want. For me, not really a question. No, well, for me, Tufan is 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 uh, one of a number of players that came in the twenty one twenty two season that were a letdown. Uh, we had a few. We had Uri Kutska. We had Sizoko, Tufan. Uh, you know th- these sort of these sort of players. Danny Rose. Players that sort of came in and are just instantly forgettable and will never ever be remembered uh, fondly at Watford, and I'm afraid two fans, one of them, and I'm I'm pleased for him that he's found somewhere to kick on and uh, you know be mm. liked. The, and the Turkish link is very important, I think. Very first so. It is for you guys, yeah. I mean, as I say, this is a bit of a cliche, but uh, Carl, our other presenter. <laughs> Uh, went into his local kebab shop and they were, oh, you've signed Tufan. Oh, he's he's, he's the Turkish Messi. Mm-hmm. And we suspect he was talking about him being a Turkish Meze because he was carrying a few extra pounds. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, and um, he just wasn't, he never seemed fit. He didn't really seem all that good. And, you know, once he was released or whatever at the end of the, the, end of the season, we all sort of sighed a sigh of relief. Um mm-hmm. But I'm pleased that he's doing well now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got no hard feelings. It was just he was one of a load of players that came that season that were just toilet, basically. Yeah. Just typical that he'd score the winner. It's just what football does, isn't it? That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, I think I'd quite like to jinx us for the game on Saturday. I've got you two stats here. Mm. Um, so what's the... Uh, yeah. 20, 24 points at the moment, 18 at home, six away. So maybe the away form isn't as good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, although Michael Dawson did score a goal for Watford, that was an own goal. So I've got that. No Watford player has scored against Hull since December 2012. So we're completely jinxed now. Watford are definitely going to win. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Beautifully done. I have no idea who it was. Um, but yeah, Michael Dawson, it, that, that game was in the Premier League and Watford didn't have a single shot on target and we still found a way to lose. So we deserve to go down That's that year. In 2012, did you say? No Watford player has scored against Hull since 2012. Wow. Good God. That is a frightening statistic, Peter. That's long ago than it used to be as well. So, Lord, that's 11 years. Okay. Well, all right. Well, those have been Forestieri. Here's Hobby. As we call him, I think I think um, that's uh, yeah, that's that's quite worrying because those kind of trends we don't tend to buck. I'm afraid. Um, so uh, yeah, oh, thanks for telling us that, Nathaniel. I, I'm really looking forward to this now. Well, but then we are that team that gives a team a win if they need it. But fortunately, the last two home games we've broken those ducks with beating those teams. That I mean, we usually beat Rotherham, but. Under the senior, we don't usually win at home against teams that sort of sit back. So, um, how do you see Watford approaching their game, and what are your sort of thoughts on how how the result will go? Peter, <laughs> you're the man for this. Um, I think it. We it, when whenever we sit back, it it doesn't help us. It doesn't help us. Uh, we're we're not good at uh, at rear guard actions for a prolonged period of time. We went three two up against Norwich, and immediately for the next seven or eight minutes, uh, tried to make a Norwich side that that basically had got its fight and flight mechanism switched firmly to flight. Actually, put up you know kind of uh, try to try to kind of wheedle their way back in it. 
so if we sit back, we're, we're not good. Um, you, you mentioned the the number of away points. We've had one win away since February, um, and that I'm trying to remember which the game was now because for the moment it escapes me. But it was just, it was just Swansea this season. Ah, there you go, Swansea. Absolutely. So it was it was a real uh, kind of eye opener when when that happened. And of course, needless to say, Swansea was a uh, you know, a midweek. Let's make everybody trudge down to Wales, you know, uh, in midweek. And for the ones who did it finally got their just desserts having been ripped apart 4-0 there last season again midweek why the FA do it god alone knows um but so it's it's been it's been really really difficult fair but as I say Leicester notwithstanding Leicester because I think they have I think they're operating their midfield was operating at a different level to what anything that we've seen in in the uh in this particular division well, winning away at Leicester isn't for everyone but we managed it well, well, well done. Well done, you. Absolutely. I well, say we. I wasn't a part of it. No, I think you know, credit where credit's due, Nathaniel. I'm sure you played a, a, a telling part. Um, we we were just all over there. So if you if you get across us, you know, and in the same manner, then it might be, you know, it, hey, who knows? It might be what 14 years before we manage to get a goal against you. Who knows? Um, but if we can hit on the break. Um, uh, with, with that's probably again through Ken Semmer or a um, or, or a Matthias Martin sort of sort of thing that might that might uh, uh, give pose us a threat, and of course as we say we've got our we've got our great Dane who providing the ball is six minute you know six inches out from goal oh he's deadly so who knows most people are deadly six inches from the goal to be fair not bio bio's not no. he's terrible yeah no no no. <laughs> <laughs> Bio could make that look like you know basically his route to goal from that distance needs a needs a GPS. Trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so just last thing. Well, actually, before the last thing, I always do a very controversial uh, combined lineup. Pete, sorry, you're you're covered up by this. Um, I'll just read <laughs> it out for the audio listeners. Hold on. We've got on. Bachman and goal. Greaves, Wesley, Hoyt, Hoyt. Yeah. Hoyt or Hoyt. You've got Bachman and goal. Why have you got Bachman in goal? He's Who's got you? more clean sheets than Olsop, but then it wasn't... Oh, am I getting confused? Shouldn't it have been Ben Hamer? Is he available? Yeah. Bachman's well, he not injured or something? Bachman got a second yellow against Leicester uh, for bringing down Jamie Vardy. Personally, I think you should get some kind of medal of honour for that, but never mind. Well, um, I, sorry, what, what, have we got a combined... Uh, I'm yes. missing something. Have we got a combined team here? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, sorry. Otherwise, going... it's just the city lineup, and you know, yeah, against no. Rotherham, against Rotherham, we had ten whole players in that lineup. I did. It should have been eleven, really, uh, after right. the result. Um, okay. I'll just I'll finish it for the audio listeners. Alfie Jones, Cyrus Christie, Philogene, who's in every single lineup and mm. will be in any team. Uh, Tyler Morton, who's in good form, three goals and three now in all competitions and all levels of football because he scored in. Uh, for the under twenty ones, uh, England under twenty ones, Seri and Aspria, Delap and Ryovic up front. So four four two. Don't think too much about the formation. It's just uh, are the four Watford players included there, except Backman? Are the three Watford players there? Do they deserve to be there? Are they some of the best performers? Uh, I, I think Backman polarizes um, everybody. Um, but primarily because himself, Peter. Well, he does, yeah. Because he's because he's been made captain. He uh, again, 
it, earlier on in the season, we were playing that kind of let's pretend we're Man City and play little ticky-tacker between the two centre-backs and the goalkeeper. And surprise, surprise, it wasn't very good. And it was like suicide ball. They've cut that out. Again, it coincides back with Jake Livermore coming into the team about seven or eight games ago. And it's been better. However, there are a number of dissenting voices against uh, Daniel Backman. He doesn't really help himself on many occasions, having got sent off against Huddersfield last season for a karate kick in the opposition six-yard box. Yeah, um, where we where we lost three-one. He was oh sorry three-two. Um, he got he got sent off again, and the, the problem wasn't the fact that it, you know he he bought. Bardi down on a run who, who was doing that. It was the fact that his first yellow card was because he is the captain and he'd gone running 65 yards mm-hmm. out to remonstrate with the referee. And of course, if you're going to cover the ground, you've got to run quickly and it was seen as aggressive and there you go, you're in the book. So they're now talking about him finally with the fans having said it seems daft having a goalkeeper as as the, the the captain because he needs to be in the ear of the ref. In fact, it's now part of the rules that he might not be there. So he's he's had a number of things, but he's a good shot stopper. His claiming in the air has become better, um, but um, I, he 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 fails to convince, and he is certainly not in the pantheon of the greatest goalkeepers that Watford have had because we've been spoiled by by having some great ones over over the over the years. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, would he be there? I, I don't know enough about Allsop to, to to decide. Wesley Hoots had a had a great run of uh, uh, of games, um, and and he's really up there uh, with Livermore, really to take the captain's armband. I would suggest. Um, Aspria is just as, as I mentioned earlier on. He's a live wire. He's that player who, against you know, up against Tom Ince on that wide right, he's the one who probably gets you up on your seat, you know, the edge of your seat a little bit more because of that kind of uh, flair that he's got. And Ryevich scores goals, basically, you know, and it, as I say, we know how stupid it sounds to turn around and say, is that all he does, score goals? Because when you haven't got a goal scorer, that's all you would want, you know, you give your right arm for. And uh, and he does that. Does he deserve to be up there? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, providing you know Philogene could get down the uh, down the outside and give him some outswinging crossing, that yeah. would be good. We like Philogene uh, doesn't really he doesn't do. really cross. Philogene likes to score himself at the moment, but yeah, he's been just incredible, very exciting to watch. And um, we talk about interesting to see when we when we played Cardiff, we picked him out mainly because mm-hmm. he got like a ridiculous name. Um and went okay yeah let's have a look at this that and he was like no he was really good and he was playing on the right that side and kind of cutting you know kind of again inversing and cutting in so uh, yeah be be worth seeing be worth seeing mm-hmm. Seri is uh yeah how yeah and uh, I I don't I don't mean to talk down to 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 Hull or be patronising in any way but how the hell you've got Seri uh and well done yeah. for bring, for bringing him in and giving him what looks like a tremendous Indian summer for, for his career, because what a player. Two years ago, it would have been incredible. Like, I thought you'd be crazy if someone said, we're going to sign players like that or, or just spend more than like a million pounds on a player. We got him for free, but his wages must be incredible. I'm always joking about pretty much any time we announce a new sponsor, oh, well, that's Seri's wages for the week sorted. Um <laughs> All the footy scram we're always putting onto Twitter for people to vote what the new food is going to be. He gets a cut of that. You know? <laughs> I mean, they all do in a way. Yeah. They all get like a minimal cut of like everything. But but it's, uh, it's, it's yeah. how many points on the pound, though, isn't it? Sarah's getting a, getting a good whack of it. That makes sense. Yeah, pretty no, much. Right, right. Superb player. Lovely to watch. Yeah. So uh, Ethereum US, 
interesting name, Mr. US. Um, he's predicting a 4-2 win to City. I think it could be quite a goal-heavy game. If you're saying that Watford don't like to sit back, I think at home and with these players and Philogene in such good form, it might just be a case of trying to outscore the opposition for both teams. So um, I don't know whether I'd go for two, but uh, I'll get your predictions, Justin. I'll go to you first. Um, well, you, you just told us we haven't scored against you. For, for well, that can change because, you know, not we've only played Watford, what, five, six times since then, to be fair. Mm, you're right. So that's what six hundred minutes of football or something. Um, I, I, I would think. I think. Well, I don't think we're going to win. I think it might be. I think I predicted on our on our show by the time I got to predict, which seemed like quite a long way into the predictions as, as it tends to be. He's so um, bitter about this. I'm very bitter about this, Peter. I'm more bitter than the weather outside. Uh, I, I would, I would probably think it's going to be two one hull. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. Uh, I would. That's yeah. what I think it might be. Yeah. Pete, thoughts? I think I think I'm going to go for the the you same. Dare, you no, dare. no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for the high scoring draw. I'm going to go for three three. Three uh, three. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we played Coventry earlier on in the season, mm. and uh, Rivich got two. It was his first game. It was his first goals and uh, and an assist from Tom Ince for the first one, very similar to the one that he absolutely ballooned over the bar uh, against Leicester the other day. And we, we scored three goals, but it was really in what would be known as our main suicide ball phase, where uh, Hoot, who's managed to get into a combined team, scored a really impressive own goal. Um, uh, Ryan Porty has decided to just fall over when all he needed to do was stand up to defend. And uh, we managed to give away a penalty and all sorts of stuff. I, I I love the fact that the championship, and I'm always contentious here because I, I know Watford fans hate me for saying it, but I much prefer the championship to premiership football. It's not proper football. VAR's ruined it. We're here. Let's just have a load of fun. If we finish 14th or 12th, it'll be whatever. But yeah, good good old goal fest. I, I, I'd, I'd fancy that. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a big hello to Gary Wood there, who said I couldn't pick one one. He's uh, <laughs> it's an in joke on our podcast. So one one any away game at the MKM one one is a decent shout because that is our probably our most common scoreline at home under the senior. Usually we go a goal behind and then we spend eighty minutes trying to get back into the game. We finally score and then when we're on top, there's just not enough time. So we really needed that early goal against Rotherham. Um, because Huddersfield, it took us 90 minutes to score. Rotherham, it took us 20 minutes to score three um, at the beginning. And yeah, it, it's it's very uh, difficult when teams park the bus. So I think it could be quite an exciting game. Ant is going 1-0 Watford, two-fan 96th minute winner. And he lifts his shirt in front of the Watford fans to show he's written, Happy Birthday, Carlos? Yes. Yeah, oh, I don't get that. But well, we do we do get that. So Carlos, the other member of the podcast, it's his birthday uh-huh. over the weekend. He was the guy at the kebab shop that uh, was told it was the Turkish messing. So that <laughs> would be fantastic. If he did that, that would be absolutely fantastic. It's not going to happen, but that would be funny. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's that kind of insight that wins people little badges like that. Hang on. I did have my badge, but then oh, I think I, I, I threw it away. Not away in the trash but well, no, because it, it I Thanks you know literally away from me so it'll be on the floor somewhere because, uh, we'll be it kept, because Carl it damaged kept, his ribs last kept year stabbing me yeah and I stabbed myself there. Peter we've got to get these yeah. non-lethal badges next time we uh, we order some 
I gave, I gave, I gave Carlos. I gave I Carlos, which may explain to any viewers why he's not here. I gave him some some. We had some really even smaller badges, right? Really, really tiny badges, and he managed to tread on one and skate on it and nearly break his rib like an idiot after about. 25 minutes i mean that, that's got a, a bigger kind of health risk than well than carlos himself really there you go absolutely and ant did wear his when he came on at our preview he as did. well so. he did apologies so, got to sort it out nathaniel for next Sorry. time it, it will be here somewhere but i'll somewhere. have to find it it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> i thought about it and the thought thought is probably important maybe yeah yeah that's right yeah. I love the I love the fact that you qualified. You didn't throw it in the bin, therefore it's somewhere on the floor. Like that was some point. <laughs> well, I mean, as in it is retrievable. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you got halfway through that sentence and just went, "Oh, what's the point? It's on the floor somewhere." That's yeah, cool. but what else is on the floor for him to not know where it is? This is very worrying, Nathaniel. You, you know, a bit yeah. of a tidy up might be in order. Some review is conspicuous. I always have to remove this panel of my radiator. Because otherwise, see, this black stuff on the corner of the radiator panel here, that is the back of my chair rubbing off on it. And oh, so that's right. why I have to take it off. Otherwise, it right. distracts. So that's on the floor. Right. So we've got another podcast here now, which could be things yeah. that damage chairs. We've gone through a lot this evening. Um, uh, on, on the desk, vegetable soup. Been in months. Oh, well, there you go. The mainstay of any student household, I should imagine. Oh, no. I, this is mine. I'm ruining mine parents household at the moment why <laughs> yeah why not um was the last time you saw some kind of siege that you have to kind of survive <laughs> therefore by stocking up in case your parents I won't are... survive very long on one tin of soup no but... this is true yeah, this is true this is true bearing in uh, mind all you're cooking it on is a radiator anyway that's probably a fact yeah radiator without a panel so it would true. even warm up as well you you don't yeah. do you you don't live in hull do you nathaniel is, am i right in saying that I never used to because I was at university, but I, I'm back now. Award-winning graduate here. We're getting very off-topic. I used the word award-winning again, Peter. I think this. very big-headed. Award-winning badge-throwing podcast that they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the the, uh, the England's smallest window. Uh, when was the last time you went past that? Oh, I've been. I've I sensed its presence recently when I walked near there, but I didn't go past. You sensed its presence. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was around the corner. I know the one you mean. Probably two, three weeks ago, maybe. Okay. Okay, that's good to know. We, we like to check these things, you know. We need to make sure we're not being lied to by Ant, basically. No, no, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've looked it up. I've looked oh, it up. Yeah. I've, I, I'm not sure that's a window. I think that's basically somebody basically not putting enough kind of mortar between two breeze blocks and then going, you know what? I think that can be a tourist attraction. I think we've also got the smallest pub room in, in England. Uh, and send, tell Ant to send his badge back. That's the kind of information we need on our podcast. Small <laughs> pub room, you say? Where, where yeah. would this be for all, of, for all of the Watford fans coming along on, uh, on, on Saturday who want to go into small pub rooms? It's the Nerva pub um, on the marina. That sounds dodgy. That's it's very nice. How is it? Is it? It's pretty small. Um, I mean, I've got my desk here. It's basically yeah. got room for one radiator and a can of soup, and that's about <laughs> yeah. it. You yeah, can barely true. fit this desk in. It, oh, it's, really? it's maybe it's like the smallest separate room or like room you can rent or something. It's basically just one table in a sort of secluded bit. It's barely a room. But so I'll thrive on. You know, small things. small things by the sound of things. They like, you know, 
Uh, we won't pretend we've got big stuff. We'll go for the world's smallest stuff. It's very good. Yeah, I mean, that's this is a. I think that's very, very astute. We've got this cupboard. Martha, turn it into a tourist attraction. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Paul's just commented in that it's time for my bedtime now, apparently. I am um, very young, according to yeah. all the listeners. Well said, Paul. Well said. Yeah, yeah. But we, you know, it's actually nice to have met you because we, we, we you know, haven't met many people. We normally talk to people on the other side of a computer screen. Um, but we did actually meet this time two weeks ago, uh, mm. which, which was very nice. Um, Thursday, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but we won't talk about the food again because we've done it to death. But what did you think of it? Uh, oh, me? Well, I, I thought there was... Uh, uh, it, the food was good. That's all I'll say. I don't need to talk about what wasn't there. I was focused on what was there. I thought the food was good. Yeah. I want to but, go next year. But you would, but you would because whole like small things. I was going to say, mm-hmm. I was going to say <laughs> the pie filling belonged in a pub in Hull. If you, if, if you like the small thing, you know, here, here's the size of the pie. Here's the height of the filling. I mean, it was yeah. it was sourced with pretensions. That's what it was. Dreadful. Very, very disappointing. Anyway, uh, this is typical of us going right off topic. We're yeah, so sorry, everybody. Yes. That's okay. You, we've absolutely shattered the record time on a preview. We should do 30 minutes and then oh. wrap it up. We're, okay. we're approaching an hour. In fairness, your average uh, your average podcast isn't going to ask about small windows and small pub rooms. Yeah. I think it's important that we do these things. And yeah. uh, and so we have. Well done, us. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little time off yet, but um, as you hear, I mean, we can hit an hour now that we're so close. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, England and the Euros and Gareth Southgate? Because the last international break was dire, to say the least. I think pointless and dire. So, where are you at with all that at the moment? I haven't watched an England international that wasn't in a tournament for twenty years. Okay, well, you you haven't missed a thing, and I'm very glad I haven't because when I hear I haven't missed a thing, that's great. I just find international football boring. I think the break is annoying. I don't like it. It comes right when we seem to be having a bit of a. <laughs> There you go. I like what Ant's put in there. Um, I, I, I think, um, where was I? I was reading Ant's comment. Yeah, no, uh, England football. I, I just I just think it comes right when we're sort of building a bit of momentum. You think, oh, now we've got a break. I, I, I just find international breaks tedious. I wish they didn't have them. Uh, and that's the end of my rant. Peter? Well, I have a solution to that. I have a solution to the footballing calendar. Mm-hmm. But we'll come to that in a moment. I think that Gareth Southgate is is an absolute genius and and a, a magician who can take England who had been underperforming for so many years take them through to a World Cup semi-final um, you know on, only done previously by winning it by you know kind of Sir Ralph Ramsey and Bobby Robson in a it, in 1990 where people think that it was this glorious moment it wasn't it was an awful bloody tournament until you know we kind of fluked our way through really uh, mm-hmm. Cameroon we had a comeback to win 3-2 to get through to the final we got a last minute winner against Belgium we were we were awful against uh, Ireland and Holland and the only team we actually won against properly was was Egypt for crying out loud so you know actually one heroic defeat against against Germany and everybody looks back kindly but so he's done that he's got us to a final he's got us through to a semi-final and then done and yet he's managed to make the football so mind-numbingly dull (laughs) and the 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 selection process when you've got so many better players 
you know, then, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go for it, but Harry Maguire, really? Because he was picking him no matter what. Uh, Disgraceful. You hope that, uh, that he will go, no, actually, around somebody like Jude Bellingham, I need to construct something more uh, and something better. And, Hopefully he will do so. Hopefully he will do so. My solution, my solution to the stupid international breaks, which let's be honest, just get in the way of the, the domestic calendar. Yeah, especially when they have friendlies. Like, right. why are they doing friendlies to dis- disrupt the season? Well, and, and what did they do? They said, oh, no, what we'll do is have the Nations League. Now it's not a friendly. So now they've created a tournament that's as dull as friendlies. <laughs> at, at the end of every uh, season or every other season, we have an international tournament. We either have the World Cup or we have the Euros. When you have the odd-numbered years, turn that into the Euro qualifications for the following summer and the World Cup qualifications for the following World Cup. It's still played regionally. You basically suck out six um, uh, weekends from the domestic calendar, thus making it shorter, people. And then at the end of the season, they can have two weeks rest and then they can play a micro-tournament where they play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday and get it over and done with and play then. Because if you play those games in close proximity, there's nothing worse than going, oh, it's tight in the group. We'll see what happens in two months' time. I mean, Mm. how can you get into that? So Mm. you you do that at the end of the season because there's only one worse thing than an international break and that's the end of the season when you want a tournament. So put that on then. Problem solved. There we go. The other thing I will say about Gareth Southgate is he was born in Watford. So that might or might not explain a few things. That's all I'm going to say. I I think he's done a terrific job. I think if if we win the tournament, he'll probably resign because what's the point after that? You've won one. And if if he doesn't win, then let someone else have a go. And I think Graham Potter... Might just be like just a just a bit of a step above, probably similar. Not, I, I don't know whether he's an incredible manager, but he might still just improve a little bit and not be too much of a change. Although, as a, as a question, Rossini, I'd happily loan Rossini ah, to the England squad. I was going to say seriously summer. though, seriously though, because you have got a very impressive young manager, and I appreciate it's early on in his tenure, and you're very happy with him, and I, I imagine how how things are progressing. Could you, you know, if you were going to put £10 down now and say, in the next 25 years, will Liam Rossinia be an England manager? What would you say? I'd bet £10 on him being the Brighton manager and £5 being on the England manager. He'll definitely manage Brighton at some point. But England, yeah, he, he, he could do. But then if he does successfully, I don't think international football, except Germany, where they have Nagelsmann and, and yeah. Tuchel all the time, uh, that's probably a more sort of respected job, but I don't really know whether international football is something that people see as great. So maybe if he doesn't do that well, he can be a very good England manager. Um, but yeah. Nicely done. It, I agree with that. It's very it's good. That with this level of content that neither of us came at least third. I know you've already gone one third, so you'd have needed at least second to have considered it worthy. But, you know, we'd have, we'd have taken everything. Gareth Southgate is absolute dire. <laughs> Give me or you the job and play attacking football. He will never win as a man. Well done, sir. Well done, Paul. Like that. Like that very much indeed. Perhaps. Perhaps. But, uh, yeah, I mean. I just think it's wonderful that that despite his finishing well in, in tournaments, um, he's so completely unrevered at home. It's just it's, yeah. it's a, a special kind of talent. Well done, Mr. Southgate. Mm. 
I guess when you're looking from the outside, you see the results. And when you're watching from the inside, except you just doesn't watch the matches, we have to watch them. We have to sit through I, them. I assumed it was still Fabio Capello managing the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, but you're, you're right about constructing the team around Bellingham because the one thing I look forward to in an international break is getting to see him play. Mm. And because he was injured, uh, you know, in the last international break, it was dire because injured. we didn't have him. Injured in the full Real Madrid sense of the word, I suspect. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, he's yeah, he's doing incredibly. So I think him oh, and absolutely. Kane might just carry us. But that's, well, all I'm saying that's is, and I'm, I'm I'm not being uh, I'm I'm not being contrary or, or horrible here. But Gareth Southgate played for Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, and Middlesbrough. What more yeah. do you need? <laughs> I don't think that's contrary and, and at all. And, and I'm only saying that because let's let's be honest. Borough breakdown, they got third place. So we're just being really bitter towards you, Johnny. Uh, you, there you go, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Cool. Well, no on that bombshell, uh, Justin and Pete, thank you very much for coming on. Amazing guests. It was lovely to meet you two weeks ago. And uh, to everyone commenting in and liking and listening to my radiator setup. thanks for listening. And we'll be back very soon. But, oh, yeah. And Justin and Pete, do you want to just shout out what you do so people can find you and learn more about do you think anybody will want to find us after this? Oh, they might. Possibly. They might. Okay. So uh, we do have a website, which is do not scratch your eyes.com. Uh, everything is on there. We're available. Oh, you just scratched his eyes as I said that. Very good. No one's ever done that before. Uh, I had a detached retina, and the irony was not oh, lost in me uh, when I had that, that I had a podcast called Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Um, the, uh, where was I? Yes, uh, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify and um, Apple and anywhere else. And uh, if you want to give us a follow, being a whole fan, that would be odd, but we'd welcome you along, certainly. So there you go. But, of course, the best place to actually find us is to go to Hullenbach because uh, quite often we'll be sending up stupid stuff to each other. That's fine. That's the way yes, to do it. That's right. Very cool. true. Well, thank you again for coming on. And we'll be back on Sunday after another exciting match at the MQM. So thanks again and see you soon. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.